0: hello and welcome back to the io sports as always i've got ollie with me say hello hi guys and today we're talking about the european super league and <laughs> what i can only describe as a fucking farce <laughs> i man. think that's all that can be said so thank you for it let- no um it really was just r- ludicrous from start to finish all what 72 hours that this happened
1: <laughs> yeah 48 72
0: hours uh yeah uh, it's just ridiculous I, I mean the idea behind it is I, it like it's been around for like 20 30 years now this idea of having a proper league with europe's best teams yeah. but the way they've gone about it feels you just you just you just saw money didn't you you there wasn't like this is best for football you're like okay these guys want to make some money
1: Hundred percent. I think what I think there was obviously you had twelve teams, the so-called big six in uh, in England. I don't know how Tottenham and Arsenal got in there, to be honest. But you know, um, and each of them apparently we're going to get three point five billion pounds each, just for joining. Yeah, I mean, the which fa- is ridiculous.
0: It is, and the fact that they have like effectively dominance of the league, they. They were what immune to relegation. Yeah, immune were, to relegation. Were given a massive signing on bonus. Uh, if you want the best for football, you want the meritocracy of promotion relegation. The best team wins. Um, yeah. And nothing coming out of this suggested that in any sense. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's one of them. It's it's, it's got to be the the worst 72, 48,
0: 72 hours of in football that I've known. Yeah, but also, conversely, for the fans, probably the best 48 or 72 hours. I don't think I've seen this much unity between football fans ever. But, uh,
1: no, I don't think I
0: have. Because you're not talking about, you know, rival clubs have had their supporters come together, rival countries have had their supporters come together. Like, the world of, of football has come together to unite yeah. against <laughs> the Super League.
1: Is that... I think most of it is because of obviously we know Gary Neville had his opinion and I agree with everything that he said. And when um, I think it was when Leeds were playing Liverpool, um, him and Jamie Carragher were on it. That was obviously the, the the pundits on Monday Night Football, mm. and they said that obviously all the fo- all, all football fans need to like band together and pundits and all this kind of stuff to stop it from happening. And you saw what happened after that. It was just like. As soon as, like, after that, everybody got together and it just, like, fell by the wayside. I was, after, during that game and after that game, I was just on Twitter for about two hours just looking at everything and Twitter was just, like, the best it's ever been during the fallout. All these protests and everything. It was funny just watching all these these clubs fall out and pull out and, yeah, just shows you what what fans can do when we uh, pull together.
0: Yeah, and the response really was so lopsided I think I think the BBC did a vote about whether they enjoyed You know, as a fan you enjoyed the idea of a Super League and I think it was 90% said no
1: yeah it's yeah I don't know I I I, <laughs> I hated the the fact that the um, whole spectacle of it and no promotion and relegations because football's about fans and it's unpredictable as well anybody on the day anybody can beat anybody yeah, we've seen that in yeah. the past it's just it's one of them it's, you need you need that aspect of fans and promotion and relegation and the fact that no managers were, were told about it as well they weren't told about it till like the day it, kept, the day it happened and the players it's just like just shows you the communication between the higher ups and the actual players because obviously most of the players they, they didn't want it they disagreed with it 100% Jürgen Klopp had his stand on it. He ripped it to his owners. Pep Guardiola ripped it to his owners. Yeah. He had his opinion on it.
0: Yeah. Let's try and figure out where this all went wrong. Let's let's go back to, like, 1998, 1999, when the first sort of inklings of an idea of this sort of league came about. Um, Because, obviously, everybody's been wanting something to happen with the champions league now since like the early 90s it's mm. it's gone through a few different phases um but it's never quite craved that uh, never filled that that craving for an actual league league um and i think yeah. i think actually the uh the first people to come up with this, like an idea for a proper super league were um some some italian media corporation or something like that um mm. It, nothing ever came of that and then i remember oh, this must have been about 10 years ago maybe 12 years ago the idea that the premier League were gonna host like a 39th match um maybe it was in in dubai or something like that that they were gonna or like a touring 39th match um spain i think was also mentioned as a potential host that never happened but there was definitely this inkling that Something was in the works that the 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 want to really push multiple leagues together to to try and get like a consecutively best team in the world almost um, yeah because there is the club world cup but that takes like cut tournament winners from the six different confederations and then the host um, and it's it's just not the same it's very much overlooked if your team's in it then great but if you're not from Europe or South America you're probably not going to make the final if you're yeah, <laughs> you know if you're not um, you know you're not really talking about the World Cup of clubs you're talking about the the clubs that got lucky in one tournament yeah um,
1: but normally that when in the Club World Cup it's normally
0: just European it's it's mainly europe versus south america not saying that the world cup's much better because that is pretty much europe and south america winning it <laughs> yeah uh, at least with the world cup you've actually got you know the likes of the, like minnows beat like uh, like iceland and argentina um there was uh i know i know iceland are a european team but they're not a big european team no yeah um there's the headline of Iceland beat Argentina 1-1. Like, because <laughs> that's what it felt like. You know, you got South Korea beating Germany, and knocking them out. I know, um, yeah. Nigeria and Cameroon throughout the years have, have produced numerous surprises. Um, yep. But Club World Cup, uh, I think the first season it ever happened, Real finished in the semifinals. I think that's the only thing I could think of maybe being a shock. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. When it's on, I don't really watch
1: it. I don't think I've ever seen a Club World Cup much. I've watched it. I think it's pointless to be fair.
0: I've watched it to tick it off the list, mm-hmm. rather than wanting to watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to this, to the, the Super League. So this was, uh, ooh, when was it? The eighteenth of April. Eighteenth till was. the twenty-first. I think. Yeah.
1: we double check. Yeah, it was the eighteen it was Sunday the eighteenth till last Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Now it no, must Tuesday, be no Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday Wednesday. Yeah, it must be noted we're recording this on the evening of the twenty sixth on Monday night. And some yeah, news so about a week for it to mm, some new news has come out. Um you know, let's just let's let's go straight to the new news. Um Italy, the Italian Football Federation has approved a rule that bans any club that signs up for a breakaway competition from competing in Syria. So the likes of Juventus, Inter and AC, AC. those three teams were part of the Super League. Juventus are yeah. still technically part of it. They're um, not pulled out. Yeah. So those three teams, because the league's not refer- recognised by FIFA or UEFA, won't yeah. be able to play in domestic tournaments in Italy.
1: When does that come into fruition?
0: That's a good question. Uh uh the article I'm reading doesn't say I assume oh, right, okay. instantly in that case. Um
1: But if the but if AC and Inter have pulled out, will they be able to join?
0: Yeah, I think will this is I, I think this is more
1: oh, if it if it was to go ahead
0: they wouldn't be able yeah, to play in it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. But it does raise the question now if, if the Italians have done it. When are the rest of Europe going to do it? You know, once yeah. the first domino falls, the rest will fall. It's
1: like, that's what you were from FIFA were saying, wasn't it? They were like, if you join this Super League, you, you, won't play, you, come, you won't play in your domestic competitions, your domestically, you you'll be banned from European, all European competition, even international, so like the European Championships and the World Cup. And yeah. I thought, when I heard that, I thought, yeah. But then obviously, that many players won't want to play in it because they what Because obviously, all all players want to represent the country at like a World Cup or a European Championship. And being told that you won't be able to play if you join this this league is,
0: yeah, agreed. But there's there's also that some players are on the fringes of their, their squad, and a big payday might well be enough to cause them to go. But it's the fact that you know FIFA and UEFA can say you know you can't play in your um, domestic league but it does feel a bit like an empty threat because I mean I don't know what the actual legalities are from FIFA and UEFA but I've got a feeling that actually if the likes of Arsenal and Spurs joined the Super League uh, if it happened then actually it'd probably be down to the FA to say you can't play in the Premier League rather than UEFA and FIFA and the fact now that the Italian Football Federation, you know, the Italian FA, has said mm-hmm. this is now a rule. You are now banned if if you do that. That yeah. that is much bigger news to me than FIFA and UEFA saying. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to play next season. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred
1: percent. It's like PSG. Not PS, yeah. PSG were invited as well. They said they straight up declined it. Um and Dortmund and Bayern Munich they going straight away they didn't even they were like nope we're not even going near there
0: yeah and i wonder how much that is uh based on the dominance that they have in their leagues or whether it what well, i guess from the german side of things it, it would be very difficult for money to be a massive tempter because of the, the like the 50 plus one rule that they've got in germany
1: that but and it's... they've got the lowest tickets Ticket prices in, in Europe something.
0: Yeah, it's all fan it's like fan owned clubs effectively. Yeah. Um So not can get past not can be authorized unless the fans have the final say. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess you just we've we've proven since the reaction that fans had to it. Oh, yeah. So I think that that's probably <laughs> exactly. a major part of it. As as for PSG in France, I've no I thought re- they had said yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like but it. like they're they're annihilating League One at the minute, so why, why risks like losing that when you you got <laughs> almost guaranteed titles, you know? You say Man City are fairly dominant in England, but then you know they're getting challenged. Okay, that they, they've got what eleven point, ten point buffer, something like that this season. Eleven. Um. Yeah. Like, so they're fairly comfortable, but they are still being challenged. They're not guaranteed odds on favorite, as proved by Liverpool last year.
1: Yeah. And if if City did join it, then they won't win it every year. Like, or every other year because
0: you've got yeah. the likes of you had the likes of Real, Barca, and they've proven they're the Champions Juve. League. They 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 are not good in the Champions League. Exactly. Um, they're up there, but they're not the best. Yeah. The, I uh, don't, go on.
1: I don't think no. Nah, they're not. They're not. The, they're the best. One of the best teams in Europe. Don't get me wrong. But they're not. Until they win the Champions League then they can then they can prove themselves. Mm. Has been one of the best teams ever, but at the minute
0: they're not they're not they're not there, so. Well, moving to the other end of Manchester, the uh the second bit of new news is that uh your owner Ed Woodward, OC he... chairman chairman Va- chairman
1: executive, yes, vice executive chairman or something.
0: Yeah, he uh apparently had a meeting at number 10 on the 14th of April. So this is four days before the league started and the plans for the European Super League were not discussed. So either this really has been all secretive and clubs have kept quiet or it was a last minute decision. But the fact that I think Bayern have come out and said that they had 30 days to um, respond to the invitation suggests that it's not all last minute at all. I think...
1: He wouldn't have told, Edward wouldn't have told Big Boris because Big Boris would have been like, no, you're not doing that. Yeah, which... There would have probably been a clause in the contract saying, about the clubs knowing, but saying, no, oh, you can't actually tell anybody till this
0: till this date. Yeah, which is kind of... When you think about secrecy, you do think about government. The fact that there are now secrets, potentially secrets being kept from the government, really does yeah. raise the question of, what's actually going on in boardrooms in sport exactly where, where is the line going to be drawn between transparency and business secrets yeah the numbers don't really add up uh, in the premier league so something's got to give one way or the other there's lots of people talking about we bring the you know the 50 plus 1 rule over to england yeah that would be a like a phenomenal seismic shift uh, i can't see what... that working but uh, I would that's love that. Was,
1: that's what he was on about, wasn't it? Him and his, him and his mate. I don't know the guy, the, the, the culture secretary, I don't know his name, I can't remember it. Um. But yeah, they were on about bringing like, rules in, weren't they, and just on about discussing stuff. I personally, I think they should bring the 50 plus one rule in. Uh, or some like, some other, some other kind of rule. Um, that says you can't, you've got to run it past your government before you can... With all this or whatever, but yeah, I think if they brought the fifty-plus-one rule we'll in, I think most people are wanting that as well, uh, like fans and pundits and stuff. Because obviously, it gives football back to the fans, which is what football is for. Not just these people that run football clubs like a business, and it should be run like a football club. Yeah,
0: so if, uh, I cause... think fans have been overlooked for too long now. I think yeah, this exactly. is this is the point where we say enough's enough. Maybe maybe in the long run, actually. What um, Florentino Perez has been saying about the the ECL the ESL being the best thing to happen for football and it being in the the good interest of football, actually in the long run, uh, because the fans are going to kick up such a fuss, it actually yeah. might play out that way.
1: That man, that man is deluded. I don't like it. Did you? I saw a thing that Real Madrid are nine hundred million euros in debt.
0: Yeah, they've had a bad year. So and
1: that's probably obviously that's why she wanted it because of the money and get three and a half billion pounds. To, yeah. Just for joining, but it's like, he's like, oh yeah, everybody's signing uh, agreements that nobody can leave. I'm like, mate, listen, you just show we've just shown what happens when football fans stick together, get together, and yeah, you can't mess with a beautiful game, and the fans.
0: Yeah, I'm um, just gonna read a line from Wikipedia here because I think it sums sums up the uh, super league quite well on S- on. spearheaded by uh, florentino perez of real madrid and andrea agnelli from Juventus, probably butchered both of those names uh, the super league was in the works for three years the final phases though were rushed the allegiance among the 12 clubs instead of the 15 as originally planned seemed to have been forged under pressure the announcement was unexpectedly poorly planned devoid of real content and the coalition, liable to break under any pressure, came apart quickly. <laughs> and that's... It think... was... It did just seem like it was, like, thrown together and just spat out.
1: Yeah, we've made this league, yeah, this is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: three years of planning, and it's gone down really three days.
0: <laughs> I just can't think of anything that's come close to it since, like, no. like before this. Weirdly... <laughs> Perez seems to think that it's still on, like he thinks it's on standby and it's just on pause, but that all the twelve clubs have got contracts and actually they're legally binding. You can't just quit the contract. I don't know.
1: He's deluded, is that
0: man? I mean, I've seen deluded is in Spanish, but whatever it is, (laughs) that's what he is. I've seen contract negotiations, like be finished, and then the signing takes several weeks to do and we're talking about 3 days between being announced and ending. Bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anything has ever any like breakaway league or anything like that's ever lasted that little amount of time. Yeah, that I
0: can think of. Yeah. Well, there's been there's been so much fallout from this. Um <laughs> Mr. Woodward <What? laughs> is is gone allegedly well, he's not, due he's to designing the end of the season. Yeah, allegedly due to differences with the Glaciers uh, though, a, a lot of people are saying that he was like involved from day one and was like
1: yeah because the the company that were meant to be giving the money to the clubs JP Morgan Ed Woodward used to work for JP Morgan uh, so he has obviously his fingers in all the, the pies with them lot uh, and then obviously he came to, came to United there was rumours he was going to resign anyway hmm um, but yeah, I think he resigned. He resigned. I think it's mainly because of the the ban. He didn't like the plans that were getting drawn up. But yeah, he's. He, I think he, was, he he handed in his resignation, and it said he was going to resign at the end of the year, so December. And now I think he's going to resign at the end of the season. Wow. So yeah, that's one down. We just need to get the other guys out now.
0: Yeah, and there there have been a lot of protests, not just at Man United, but but six. in yeah, but in particular. At least from the media that I'm seeing There is a massive push Between Man United and Arsenal um, Really On on your owners To get them out
1: Yeah because there was a, there was a massive protest on Friday I think it was at the Emirates mm. um, And then Over the weekend I think it was Saturday There was a big protest At Old Trafford um, And I think there's going to be another one this week Because Man United are playing Liverpool yeah. um, So I think there's going to be an even bigger protest then
0: yeah, I um, mean, if you look, if you look at the clubs that are really massively protesting, there were already issues in the making. Like it seemed like fans. This is from an outside point of view as a Leeds fan. Yeah, it seemed like Man United's relationship between the fans and the Glaciers was was already strained. The relationship between Stan Cronker and Arsenal fans was strained. The um, relationship between Spurs fans and Daniel Levy was already strained. And this yeah. has sort of just pushed fans to breaking point across multiple yeah. clubs.
1: I can't speak for I'll say Arsenal and because obviously I don't I'm not a I am not i do not really follow them and I don't care about them so' they're big <laughs> rivals. But with with the with United and the Glaziers, they've been causing they've been causing issues for years and years and years and years and years. Fans yeah. have wanted them out of that club for forever, pretty much since they, since they came in.
0: It's just been just a complete mess. Um, yes, he it has. It's been an absolute shambles. The uh, the Juventus owner um, Andrea Agnelli, I've probably mispronounced that. Um, I think he actually blamed like some of the failure of it on Brexit. Which? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like Brexit happened. When did we go for Brexit? Twenty sixteen. Five years ago, we started for Brexit. Yeah.
1: But we're not. We're but not this has been
0: leave till like this year or something. Yeah, it? but but if this has been in the plans for three years, they should have known about Brexit for two years before that.
1: Oh yeah, hundred
0: percent. I don't think. Yeah, it's not at nah, all right. to do with that. But he did. It's... He did say that while it was unlikely to continue in its current form, he does. You know, he's still very much convinced it's the way to go, and he he likes quote the beauty of the project. Just um, saying that because he wants his three point five billion pounds. In his back pocket. Yeah, the beauty very much uh the money there, not
1: <laughs> Yeah. Not the not the game or the fans or all like that or, or legacy so called legacy fans. Yeah. The
0: the, ma- the major issues were not just the money but the relegation and the fact that the that you know the chairman or and vice chairman of different different clubs that were taking part were also like chairmen and vice chairmen of the league. So there wasn't that impartial impartial difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. So like um Perez is the president of Real Madrid, he was gonna be the chairman of the league. Um, I think
1: ag- Joe Glazer was the vice chairman. Yeah, know, so yeah, like
0: Agnelli Glazier, John Henry of Liverpool and Stan Cronker all vice chairmans of the league. Like you can't there's got to be some mix of yeah. Uh, impartialness. Um and and there just was it it just looked complete and utterly like it was just meant to make some people some money. That's all it was just a money making scheme, wasn't it? Not only
1: that, but they were meant to they, what, they, they were turning it without with it being no promotion and relegation. We're going to turn it to like the NFL and stuff like that. Just
0: yeah. So yeah, I think the original plan was for twenty teams, fifteen founding teams, and then five teams that would get promoted and relegated. And, yeah, which is stupid. <laughs> like that's an invitational league. That's not yeah. that's not promotion and relegation and the best team winning. That's yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's an invitational league with five guest teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. It? It's, it's it's stupid, man.
0: Yeah. Well I'm lo- I'm looking here at the at the, at the prize money and offer um and if, like you said that the the official press release said that the prize money would be in excess of €10 billion Euros, um, during the course of like, the initial commitment period, and all founding clubs received €3.5 billion Euros to support infrastructure, investment plans, and to offset the COVID impact. Uh, in addition... In other words... It hit A nice little bit of money there. But <laughs> in addition to that, the founding clubs would share 32.5% of commercial revenues... Um, And then another 32.5% of commercial revenue being distributed between all 20 teams, including the five invited teams. Um, Another 20 would be allocated based on merit of performance, which is what, you know, standard, I assume, you know, winner gets the most, 20th gets the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the final 15 would be shared based on broadcast size of their audiences. The... uh,
1: all the money would be going... They said where
0: well, the money would be going, it would be going to the owner's back pockets. <laughs> the owner's back pockets of the big teams, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the, um, yeah. There was uh, Der Spiegel, a German uh, magazine, I think they are. They're like a, like a weekly magazine in Germany. Yeah. Um, they're renowned for getting leaks into different like ongoing situations. Um, apparently, they gained um, access... To the contract of the Super League, which which is one hundred and sixty seven pages long, um, Jesus Christ. and apparently uh, this is all apparently the uh, the clubs of Barcelona and Real Madrid were set to receive sixty million pounds, sixty million euros, more than any other club over the first yeah, two years. I heard that. But uh, AC Inter, Borussia Dortmund, and Atletico were set to make less than everybody else. So even <laughs> even just in Entrance fees and just, you know, the initial setup of the first two years for the clubs invited, it's not equal. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I can't find a single detail that makes me think this was a good idea. Like, I like the idea, the big picture idea of having 20 of the best teams in Europe, arguably with promotion and relegation, the best 20 uh, teams in Europe taking each other on week to week. Like that sounds for a football fan, that sounds incredible. I know, but there's an element of like playing each playing like
1: Barcelona like four times a season, stuff like that. It get boring after a while.
0: Well, I mean, it's it be if like you got a you got twenty league, if you got a twenty on league, twenty twenty team league, and you yeah. just play thirty eight games a season. Like forget that domestically, yeah, forget domestic leagues. Yeah. If that was the weekly football. Mm. That would be incredible because you you'd still only get you a couple of times a a year, of you know Man United versus Real Madrid, Man United Barcelona, yeah, but you'd get, over time the twenty best teams in Europe, at the very top. You could have the Champions League, as a knockout competition, a bit like you've got the FA Cup as a knockout competition. Obviously, yeah. everybody is a fan of the the football in their own country. Like I'm a yeah. massive like the Premier League's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the best leagues in the it's the best league in the world. Yeah, but I mean in terms of enjoyment and watching, I'm yeah. not just gonna put on a random Premier League match. I'm not I'm not gonna do that for almost any league in the world. Um the A League yeah. the A League is a little bit different. I've got I've got like a, a heart attachment to the A League. So I'll just throw on a random Australian match. Yeah. But I'm not i I'm not gonna do that in the Premier League. The FA Cup on the other hand I will sit down and watch any round of the FA Cup. Bit
1: if if I I'd watch two national league teams fight out at the FA Cup.
0: I mean, Mate, it's the FA Cup, isn't it? It's the FA Cup. It's the idea that an eighth, eighth tier team could yeah. go to Anfield and beat the defending league champions.
1: It's like who it were that team that Tottenham played this year? That national league team, when it? Like uh, flat, you know, flat Ma- was oh it? Marine. Yeah, Marine. I watched that game. I yeah, knew, yeah. I knew, I knew Tottenham were gonna to win,
0: but that's the thing that you. I watched it for the
1: enjoyment, of, thinking, imagine if they actually beat. Yeah, them. that's
0: the thing. You go in thinking, ah, uh, they're probably gonna win, but. <laughs>
1: but if the if the if the if they lose, then it's a, it's it's an it's an amazing day for football.
0: Yeah, and, and being a Leeds United fan, like we don't have a good record in the competition, at like, all. you
1: lost to Crawley.
0: Yeah, well, you know what, Crawley. I'll take Crawley. That was. I'd rather lose to Crawley than Newport. I'd rather lose to Newport than Histon. Yeah. I think that was the first time we ever lost to a non-league team in our history. It was an absolute shambles of a match. But then you get the moments where Leeds are down on their knees in League 1 and they beat Man United. I'm going to bring it up just for Jimmy and Bedford's goal.
1: Oh, no.
0: And the memories of me cheering so much, I fell off my bunk bed and hit the ground.
1: That was at Old Trafford as well, I think, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. it Like... You get those moments of highs and lows that you don't get in the league and you're never going to get in the league. Um, no. So th- because... I I understand why fans would want to keep domestic competitions going. Yeah. But, you know, when we're talking about a European Super League, it is dream world. We know it's realistically it's not going to happen. Yeah. But if it were to happen, this is not the way you go about it in any form. No. Like You don't just pile it together and be like, yeah, this is what we've done. Yeah, you can't... just yeah, yeah. If they'd have just said that they're going to have an invitational 20 teams, the bottom three go down, and then next season they're setting up a second league, you know, that sort of thing, and there's actually some sort of system to it, that would have made quite a lot more sense. And while I think it would still probably be rejected overall... I think that, mm. that BBC poll that I was on about at the start that was 90 yeah. 10. I think that's much more 50 50. Like, yeah. And that sort you can work with 50 50 because you know the Champions League updates uh, you know the revamp to um 36 teams. That's and no groups and one league in it. Yeah, that's all 50 50. No people are really mixed about that anyway. Uh, I think I think the fact that they announced the Super League the day before the Champions League were due to announce the um updates of the Champions League is very yeah. telling. I think that was very much uh done on purpose. Like most of the football world knew the Champions League were planning on updating um releasing their updates on the nineteenth.
1: They did that so they so that people would forget about the Champions League update and just focus yeah. entirely on the European Super League and take all the back give out loads of backlash.
0: Yeah, boy, boy, did we did we take notice? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not yeah. in the good way.
1: I saw. let see when Chelsea were playing Brighton. Um, I was. I wasn't watching the build up, but apparently, obviously, Petr Cech came out and was um, pleading with yeah, the fans yeah, and stuff, I saying, "Oh, we're yeah. sorting all this." And then a few hours later, that's when they just all oh, the city left, Chelsea left. But in the build up, I saw, I saw a sign on them. On Instagram, of one of the Chelsea fans, and he says, We want our cold nights in Stoke. And I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I so I was like, Yeah, that's no, that's yeah, that is,
0: want. yeah. Um, the cold nights in Stoke are the sort of things that we've raised on in you know, in England for football. Years. That's, yeah, exactly. that's that is the bread and butter. Um, that and it's a running
1: joke as well, isn't it? I like, Oh, yeah,
0: he's good, but can you do it on a cold night in Stoke? It's like. Okay, so I thought to end this, uh, as we did with um, our previous F1 uh, episode, which you should go check out, by the way. We had a guest on. It was fantastic. Um, at the end of that, we did a 20-race calendar. I think for this, we're going to end it with what our 20-team European Super League would be if we were doing it, which which teams would be invite. The way we're going to pick this is based on country coefficients of uh, from UEFA, um, with the top two teams getting four spots, the third team getting three spots, the next two, so fourth and fifth, getting two spots, and then sixth to tenth getting one spot each. Um, that should give us a yeah. good mix, I think, rather than six yeah. <laughs> from England.
1: Yeah, six from England, three from Spain, three from Italy.
0: Yeah, so the, the top the top two countries are England and Spain, so they're going right, to okay. have four teams each. Um, okay. So, do you want
1: to start with Spain first, I think?
0: Let's start with Spain, okay. Um,
1: so, I would put in there uh, the Galacticos, uh,
0: Ala, Ala Madrid,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Le Real, um, and, and Barcelona. I this think they're... they 20 times a season.
0: They're, they're almost guaranteed to be in there. Um, yeah. I th- Atletico are probably third in that list.
1: Yeah, because they're the big
0: three main, big three teams, aren't they, in Spain? Yeah. yeah. Um, the question now, though, is is it which who gets the fourth, the fourth team? team? Yeah. Um, now there's a load of things you could go off here. Like Sevilla uh, are up there, they've been doing really well in Europe recently. Yeah. But then have, you've yeah. got like the history of Valencia and Villarreal. You've got Bilbao as well. Yeah, Bilbao. Yeah, I mean Real Sociedad at the minute a fifth, Sevilla a fourth, so I guess Severe would be my yeah. suggestion. I you know yeah. in in my heart of hearts you know Deportivo de La Coruña is is the fourth team, <laughs> but <laughs> but they <Malaga>, never <laughs> just wagging them in there.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, they
0: no, they. I, I, th- I think we just put severe in. I think it, I think we have to stick with the top four, uh, yeah. as it is at the minute, in the league. So Atletico, Real, Barcelona, Sevilla—they're your Spanish teams. Yep. Easy. English teams. English there's teams.
1: Two, there's two. There's two definites in
0: here. Uh. And so the two Manchester's.
1: The, I was thinking Liverpool and Man United hundred percent definitely because that's what
0: they've been the biggest clubs in England since forever. Yeah. Um, um, I think I think Man City do have to be in there given their. Absolute dominance, of yeah. England lately
1: over the last what ten years.
0: Yeah, the the issue really is fourth place. Is is it? It's I mean, it's not gonna. Let's be fair. It's, it's, not, not, gonna be it's, not, well, it's not gonna be Tottenham. It's not gonna be Tottenham or Arsenal. No. Is it Chelsea? Is it Leicester? Everton are probably not in that shout anymore. No. Um, I'd say. I think Chelsea do I'd get say the Chelsea. nod just but that's the thing though is that they're not very consistent no. they're either having a great season or they're not and it's yeah. very I can see it being really easy for Chelsea to have a bad season in the Super League and be relegated and that's saying yeah. something given <laughs> given the fact we've got 10 countries represented but I can oh, yeah. I can see that happening
1: yeah I think we, I think we put them in there because they've got more pedigree than
0: Arsenal and Tottenham yeah, um. So our English teams are Man United, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. yep Italy, so Italy get three, uh, spots in our league. Okay. So. I mean, U V. Of off Off history, you'd say U V into A C. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I almost don't want them to do that.
1: Who would you? What would you, What would you? What would you? Who would you put in?
0: Well, I'm just looking up now what uh, what the league table is because you've into got a, the likes. I think in the top. We've well, got the likes of of teams like uh, Lazio, Roma, Napoli. Napoli. Oh yeah. At- Atalanta. That, at- at- Atalanta are second at the minute. Um, Ooh. Fiorentina. You know you got you've got some big names from Italy. Um, like, realistically, like the, top, the top seven in the league at the minute are Inter, Atalanta, Napoli, Juventus, Milan, Lazio, Roma. Realistically, any of those could play.
1: <laughs> on the day, any of them team play in Italy.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you're looking at Milan in fifth, AC Milan in fifth on 66 points, and Atalanta second on 68.
1: Oh, is that how close it is? Yeah. Jesus.
0: So it's a really tight really tight league if you ignore Inter being 11 points ahead mad so I think so Inter have to be in there yeah ooh the question is is... with the way the AC have gone the last few years is they do now feel like a Europa League team not a Champions League team
1: yeah exactly
0: so do they get the nod no I won't put them in I put Juventus in Juventus okay so who's getting Um. that third spot
1: I might throw. I might put Lazio in there.
0: Lazio, yeah. I mean, again. Or Roma. Again, I mean, I'm so I'm really trying to shoot for the league table here. That Atalanta and Napoli are currently above Juventus, Milan, Lazio, Roma. Like one of those. Of, no,
1: in fact, no. I, I changed my mind. I'll go
0: Atalanta because they they do all right in Europe. I mean, the fact that they they they've guaranteed European football in some form through like the season. league. Yeah, they've guaranteed yeah. it now, um, which is crazy. And they got they got to the final of the um, Copper Italia as well.
1: Yeah, I I put I put
0: Atalanta in there. So Inter, Juventus, Juve. and Atalanta. At- Atalanta, fantastic. Yeah. Well, now we come on to the two countries that didn't take part in the actual Super League. Uh, France Germany, and Germany. Germany and France. So Germany first. Okay. So I think we both agreed it's going probably going to be Bayern and Dortmund. And Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. right, that was yeah. easy. Um, just, just going to throw it out there. Is there Red... Two
1: for this or is there, is there three? That we're there's two, for
0: two one? for these guys. I'm going to throw it two out there. These, yeah. Red Bull Leipzig. Ooh, yeah, that's
1: probably the third, aren't
0: third choice. Um, yeah, I can't think of any of those. Well, there's, there's so many. There, there again, Germany is One of those teams where you've got Bayern Munich and then lots of other teams fighting for second. So the <laughs> minute,
1: Bayern Munich and 18 and 19
0: other teams, 17 other teams, they've got an 18 team.
1: 17, all oh, right, okay.
0: Um, so you, well, you've got teams like, um, like Red Bull Leipzig, currently second in the league, seven points behind Bayern, seven points ahead of third place. Um, Wolfsburg, yeah, Wolfsburg, I forgot that Um, and Eintracht Frankfurt, they're the top four. And Frankfurt had a fantastic run um, last season or the season before uh, in the Cup. I think they won the Cup for, for the first time in forever. They're, they are one of my football manager teams, so I'm a little bit biased. You've got
1: um, Bayer Leverkusen as well Yeah, over
0: there. They yeah. normally get into Europe. So. They're, they're sixth at the minute. If we go off league table like we have been so far, it's uh, mm-hmm. Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig. Because Borussia Dortmund are fifth. Wow! Um, obviously, it's not Schalke. Sorry, Schalke. Goodbye, Schalke. I'm su- surprised yeah. you've lasted this long.
1: Bundesliga two for you next season.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but then you've got other teams like Stuttgart, Bor- Borussia Mönchengladbach, like they've had good European runs. Yeah. But I just think they're not at the minute up to scratch. <laughs> So if Man City are getting in on recent dominance, then it's By- either, it's Bayern and then either Leipzig or Dortmund for me. Oof. Um, and this this is where it comes in: is are we judging I- the team or are we judging the players? Because if we're judging the players, it's Dortmund. Dortmund. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. If we're judging the team and actually we want the meritocracy of it and we want the best teams to win. Yeah. Well, Leipzig are. I-
1: uh, I, go on yeah Leipzig is second but Dortmund got further in the Champions League this season
0: yeah but we're talking about a league system so arguably Leipzig yeah. are going to finish higher up
1: I don't really talk about, like talk about Leipzig because they're
0: knocked to the beaters in Champions League <laughs> I mean I don't so, like them because they're Red Bull related but yeah
1: nah I'd thought it we'll throw it in there we'll throw Leipzig in
0: throwing Leipzig in and great if they pull
1: out we'll put Dortmund in
0: <laughs> yeah okay it's very so close are, between them two. Are two from Germany, Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig. And Leipzig. Yep. Um jump into France, also two teams from France. PSG. I think, I think everyone knows PSG are in there. Um my other so then we've got other shouts of teams like Marseille, Lyon, Lille, Monaco. I mean I mean Lille Lille are top of the League own at the minute. Are they? Yeah. Lille. Well unless uh, uh, Unless Wikipedia's got it wrong, they're top of the table by a point. Ooh. Uh,
1: yeah, it's Lille, PSG, Monaco, Lyon, RC, Lens, Marseille, are
0: the top six. Yeah. In France. Are um, we just going top two again on PSG yeah, and Yeah, that's Lille. Great. Is it
1: Eredivisie next? Oh, the no. Dutch.
0: Mm, it's uh, La Portugal. Uh, just one from here on out. One from here on out. Okay. So I mean, the, apparently the Euro, the uh, actual Super League went for uh, Porto from the um, Primera Primera League. Yeah, I heard something about that as well. So the the options are Porto, or we can stick with the current league system, and undefeated Sporting can be in there.
1: They're undefeated. Yeah. Sporting Club de Portugal.
0: Yeah, twenty-two wins, seven draws, no losses. Oh, Top cool. of the league. Um...
1: I I put um, I put Sporting in there.
0: Yeah, the other option is Benfica. They're
1: the big three Portuguese teams, aren't they? Yeah,
0: and then Braga. Braga is definitely the top four. I I prefer Sporting to Porto. Yeah, so do I. Porto. Sorry, but Sporting, you are. That I
1: want to see. I want to see Fernandes
0: versus Farmer, too. <laughs> Sporting are our Portuguese option. Next we go to Holland or the Netherlands yeah for the Eredivisie and I mean Ajax are probably the team to, to call yeah. out they're miles ahead in the league top of the league 12 points clear the other teams we that Sorry. were probably in the shout were Feyenoord AZ PSV Feyenoord it has to be it has to be Ajax doesn't it yeah it has to be has to be uh, so Ajax welcome to our Super League um, I'll let you guess what the next country is because be, it's a bit of a surprise
1: ooh, next up I'm thinking
0: Belgium uh, ooh so close no Austria no Belgium Belgium and Austria are 9th and 10th so they're the other two we're doing Romania no uh, I'll put you out of your misery um, yeah go on it's Russia. Russia. Yeah, Russia at eighth in the U in the UEFA coefficients list. Ooh. Um, so
1: we've got what CSK
0: Moscow, Spartak Moscow, Zenit Zenit Saint Petersburg, Yeah, Lokomotiv, Rubin um, Kazan, Dynamo, um, Arsenal Tula, but I think they're fighting for relegation. <laughs> so, <laughs> but <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say Arsenal, I'm yeah, in
0: the Russian league. Um. um so Zenit Zenit is six points clear. Honestly they feel like the right choice. They're more CSK, but according to I'd table C S K at sixth, so I'd put Zenit in. Zenit St. Petersburg. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's easy enough for me. What's next? Belgium. Belgium. La Belgium. I
1: only know, I only know. One
0: Belgium team. Bruges, is it the Bruges? Yeah, Bruges, Anderlecht. Oh yeah, Anderlecht. Um Anderlecht is That's... probably the shout. They're the only two that I know from the Belgian. It's so a Belgian Pro Division, First Division A 2021. The current leaders are Club Bruges, Antwerp, 2nd, and Elect Genk, Standard Gen- Liege. Oh, Genk? Um, Oostend are in 5th, above Standard Liege, which is. Never heard of them. Um, Ghent in 7th, and Mechelen in 8th. Um, Digitland. <laughs> yeah. I. We have, to, we have to go Club Bruges, don't we? Club Bruges, hello you in that please please take a seat we'll, yeah. we'll be sure um, now we're talking about the Austrian Bundesliga or Bundesliga we all well, I mean the obvious choice is Salzburg RB Salzburg but Rapid Vienna Rapid Vienna are in there I'm trying to think I don't really uh, know any other teams apart from them two. Uh, Graz. Is it Sturm Graz? Yeah, Red Bull Salzburg, top of the league, seven points clear of Rapid Vienna, um, or Rapid VN, depending on how you want to say it. Um, Lask, are second. that's The, the Linzer Athletic Sport Club. That's um,
1: Yeah, we are in the Europa
0: League too, Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sturm Graz are, uh, fourth. Um, it's got to th- be solved. It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Um now, I've not written these down, so a full run out of all twenty teams is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but I think that's, you know, a much fairer representation. That's what it should have been. <laughs> that feels like a proper European Super League, at least to start with. Yeah. Because you could you know, you could argue Scotland are in eleventh, you could argue that actually Celtic and Rangers deserve a spot more than uh salzburg and yeah, but that's that's me being British <laughs> I just yeah, I feel like that would be really nice to see, but it would have to be something incredible to actually make it happen, yeah, well, it's been an absolute pleasure Ollie thank you um and thank you to all of you who have been listening. Um, we will be back next week with our Portimao uh, Grand Prix podcast. Um, as usual, if you want to follow us on social media, it's uh, at iosportscast. Um, check us out on uh, YouTube and Spotify and Apple podcasts. And if you're on there, make sure you like, uh, comment and subscribe or follow where you can. Um, we, we want to know what your ideas are uh, going forward. Any you know, any feedback, feedback you, would be much appreciated. Feedback would be appreciated. New ideas for different things we can do. Yeah. Obviously, we're fairly Formula One heavy, and we're sort of having odds and ends of different bits of sport. Um, do you want to see general sports be, you know, like a more consistent thing? Would you want to see us talk more about different things in football, rugby, cricket? You know, you name it, and we'll uh, we'll look into it. But most of all, just thanks for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. And, well, until Portimao, goodbye. See you.